grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is John 6. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, Jesus says. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Now, this is our second Sunday of our Jesus is the Bread of Life discourse. And, of course, I'm going to talk about bread. And if I hold up this picture... Uh, you know, you recognize it immediately because of the color of its packaging. Uh, advertising does a lot of stuff. And, of course, uh, Wonder Bread is excellent in advertising over the 80 years of its existence. And really, you know, the bread itself, it's not that spectacular, right? It's just plain old white bread, and it's highly refined and kind of bland. You know, why is it so popular? Well, in, in the advertising that they give, they... It, this it sounds like an old, old advertising thing, but listen to the advertising claim. It's no surprise that Wonder, that Wonder Bread is America's favorite bread. So soft, so delicious, so fresh. For over 80 years, Wonder, Wonder Bread has helped America build strong bodies. It provides essential vitamins and minerals, an important part of your family's healthy diet. So, give them what they need. Wonder Bread. That's an amazing claim. Minerals and vitamins and just what you need for a healthy diet. But what if there was a bread that could make us healthy? What if there was a bread out there that could make incredible claims, a miracle bread that could cure cancer or take away any type of illness? cure diabetes or heart disease, a bread that would help us live a better life on earth, but more importantly, a bread that would give you eternal life. What if there was such a bread? Can you imagine what people would do to get a bread like that? The price that they would pay, it wouldn't matter the cost. It'd be worth it. People would line up and say, what do I have to do? How do I have to get it? Well, today, God tells us there is such a bread. The sad thing is no one's lining up for it. Jesus makes an incredible claim and an exclusive claim. He claims that he is the bread that came down from heaven that gives eternal life. And you can't buy the bread that he offers. This bread is free. And so we consider our theme for this morning, Jesus, the bread of life. And Jesus is the bread of life. Now, the Bible says that he was with God for all eternity and that Jesus at some point decided to come down from heaven as God and take on human flesh. He came down to give us eternal life, to be our Savior. And you'd think people would understand that. I mean, Jesus made it pretty clear. You'd think Jesus would get in, that people would get in line to partake of the bread of life. But they don't. Why? Why aren't people lining up for this bread that gives eternal life? There's a simple reason. They don't believe it. They don't believe Jesus' fanciful claims to be God. They don't believe He's the bread of life. They don't believe He can do what He claims. They don't believe He is who He says. It's too fanciful, too great. They can't swallow the words 
When Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. I am the bread of life. You know, if people really believe that claim, they'd be here this morning. Even Christians have a tough time chewing on that one. Because if they really believed that the bread of life that's spoken here from this pulpit, that the bread of life that is delivered in our Bible study, that the bread of life that is delivered each Sunday here as we proclaim Christ, they would be here to listen, to chew, to digest, to ingest Jesus. But they're not here. Why? They're not here because they struggle with unbelief. If people really believe this church would be full. But they really don't believe. They, and they don't believe the claim that Wonder Bread makes. Now those fanciful claims that it's an essential staple of a healthy diet. Nobody really believes that. That's not why you eat Wonder Bread. You don't believe the claims. The reason why you eat Wonder Bread is because it's cheap and because it tastes good. At least good enough to purchase with all the other breads that you buy. And, and it's inexpensive, but people really don't believe the claims. Some people don't believe that Jesus, the divine claims that Jesus makes either. However, you're here for a reason, aren't you? You're here for a reason. You woke up this morning for one purpose. You woke up to be here because you want to feed on the bread of life. Isn't that why you came? Didn't you wake up this morning and say, it's time to feed on Jesus the bread of life, and if I believe in Him, I'll live. I need to feed my faith. That's very important in my life, to feed my faith, to grow in Christ unto life everlasting. Because you know Jesus is the bread of life. That's why you came. You believe His fanciful, incredible claims to be God. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me has eternal life, I am the bread of life. And you believe it. But many don't. Instead, they grumble. And at this, the Jews began to grumble about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Jesus made an incredible, fanciful, imaginative claim to be God. Not many people claim to be God. And the people that I know who have, they've had problems. They weren't normal. Jesus made an incredible, fanciful claim. And the people, they were having none of it. And they grumbled every time he brought it up. Every time that Jesus said, I am I am God. And that's that I am statements throughout the Bible where, remember Moses at the burning bush and then uh, uh, Moses said, who are you? And God said, I am. Which means uh, I'm, I'm the existence of all existence. I am the I am. And then Jesus comes and he says, I am the door and I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and I am the bread. And they got it. The listeners got it. I am God who came down from heaven, I am the bread of life, but they did not believe Jesus was God. They did not believe that He came down from heaven. 
They did not believe what the angels proclaimed about the Messiah's birth. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Messiah, the Lord. They couldn't believe the fanciful claims. They couldn't stomach it. Oh, they knew Jesus was a nice guy. They knew that he was a carpenter. They knew that he was born of Joseph. They knew that he had a very nice mother named Mary. They knew that he had come from Nazareth. They knew that he had done all kinds of miracles, but never, never did the people talk about one another about Jesus being God. Never. They couldn't stomach such a truth. It made no sense to them. It was nonsense. But their unbelief did not stop Jesus from making his fanciful claims. I came down from heaven. Did you come down from heaven? Were you God? Did you exist before you were born? C.S. Lewis says there's only four things you can do with Jesus' exclusive claims to be God. One, you can join those who believe that Jesus is a liar. And there are those. Two, you can join those who believe that Jesus is a legend, like the legend of Bigfoot. He doesn't really exist. Or three, you can believe that Jesus was delusional. No. Insane. Out of his mind. A lunatic. Or four, you can accept what the Bible says about him is true. Or four, you can believe that Jesus Christ is the bread of life who came down from heaven and gives life, eternal life, to all who believe in him. Listen, Jesus claims to be the bread of life. What are you going to do with that? If his words are true, then it's true that the entire world has an eating disorder. If his words are true, then that eating disorder is unbelief. And the world refuses to eat the bread of life because... They're unable to stomach the truth. They can't stomach the reality. They can't believe Jesus' words. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. I am the bread of life. However, their unbelief does not stop Jesus from making his fanciful, incredible claims. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the desert, in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Jesus wants you to come. He wants you to come to him and be saved. He wants you to come and feast on his flesh. He wants you to live forever. He says, this bread is my flesh. He wants the world to believe in him and to be saved, but they will not come. Such a sad story. Devastating story. Did you know that it doesn't matter who you are, that the Bible says that built into every human being is an innate, natural, inborn longing to know God? I don't care how much of an 
atheist you claim yourself to be, there is an innate longing to find an eternal meaning and eternal purpose for life. It lives in every one of us. And even atheists who claim that there is no God will somehow say that there's life after this existence. They don't know how that life happens. They don't know where it's at. They don't know what it is. But they say somehow there has to be. There is an innate longing for eternity. For God. And so people try to fill this innate hunger this innate longing for God, and they fill it with earthly things. They'll fill it, for example, with relationships. They'll fill it with things that can't satisfy, with the things of this world. They'll fill it with pleasures, or they'll fill it with possessions. These earthly blessings that all leave us feeling hungry again. We have these longings, and so we fill the longings with things that don't last. People try to starve off the hunger in their soul through relationships, but relationships don't last. Eventually they die, the person dies, relationships die. People try to starve off hunger by, by buying things, but the things we buy don't last. Eventually they get old, we have to throw them away. And yet everyone has a natural hunger in their soul to know God. A natural... A natural longing. Uh, Psalm 42 talks about that, that longing. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants after you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. My soul thirsts for the living God. Where can I go to meet Him? Where can I go to meet God? That's why you're here. Our eternal hunger can only be satisfied in one place. And that's Jesus, the bread of life. And yet people reject Him. They turn away from their inner longing. What does Jesus do with people who spit Him out kind of like a piece of moldy bread is spat out? What does Jesus do with people like that? Well, Jesus reaches out to them with love. Jesus continues to teach them with patience. He continues to teach stubborn and unbelieving hearts His exclusive claim. No one can come to Me unless the Father who sent, him draws, who sent Me draws Him. No one can come to salvation unless the Father draws Him through Me. That word draw, it means to grab a hold of somebody and drag them to prison. No one can believe that Jesus is the bread of life unless God draws you to Jesus because you're not willing to come so easily. And Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, draws you. Our human nature refuses to be drawn to the Lord. Human nature is stubborn that way. Oh, it's fanciful claims. Incredible stuff. The Jesus really is nothing and she be spat out like a piece of moldy bread. However, that's when the Holy Spirit begins to work on such hearts.
the Holy Spirit begins to knock on the door and say, I don't think he's so moldy. He's God. And then the Father, the Heavenly Father, pulls me. And the Heavenly Father draws me. And the Heavenly Father sucks me in. And the Holy Spirit works in my heart so that I believe in the words, Jesus is the bread of life. And that's why you're here. He's drawn you. He's pulled you. He's led you through holy baptism to believe in something that you once thought was so foolish. Do you remember what when Jesus appeared after his, after his death? He appeared after his resurrection to Thomas. And, and Thomas, he showed, he showed Thomas the nail marks in his hands and his feet. And then Thomas made a bold, bold confession. Jesus said, stop doubting and believe. And Jesus saw the evidence in the hands and the marks in the hands and feet and knew that Jesus was alive. And he bowed with incredible confidence and he confessed, you are my Lord, you are my God, you're the bread of life. The Holy Spirit worked. The Holy Spirit drew him with deeds and acts. Do you know the Old Testament prophets said that there'd be a God? That God would come down to earth and walk among the people and teach us? Jesus reminded them of what the prophets said. It is written in the prophets that they will be taught by God. The people will be taught by God. And here I am, come down from heaven, I am the bread of life. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Again, Jesus making an incredible claim. He's saying, if you listen to the God of the Old Testament, you're listening to me because I'm God. And you're either going to believe that or not. Why can he say such things? Because he is God. Because he claims to be God. And he is the bread of life. Now, again, I'm going to go back to the night in which Jesus appeared to his disciples on the day of his resurrection. It says in Luke 24 that he showed up to them to open to them the scriptures so that they could see him for what he was. He opened up the Scriptures so that the Holy Spirit would work in their hearts so that they might know that He's Lord and God. That's why He died. That's why He rose. In his book, Born Again, Charles Colson set out to prove his atheism. He was an atheist. So he wrote down on, he was going to write a book about how Jesus doesn't exist, how Jesus is not God. The claims that he made, how they're ridiculous. So he put on one side all the claims that Jesus is just a man. He put on the other all the claims that Jesus made that he's divine. And then he started to do all his research to prove his unbelief. And after his research was done, the Holy Spirit worked on Colson's heart trying to prove his unbelief instead. Colson was drawn by the Holy Spirit, drawn to believe in Jesus. Colson was drawn to confess the incredible exclusive claim that Jesus is the true bread from heaven. Jesus is the bread of heaven. He is our Lord and God. He is our Savior from sin. If you believe in Him, you have eternal life. What He says is true. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Jesus is like a loaf of bread. You take a little piece, 
It enables you to live forever. And so you, you put that bread into your mouth the, that is Jesus' flesh. And you put it into your mouth and you, you chew on it with regularity. And then you swallow it and you digest Jesus. And Jesus becomes a part of who you are. You become united with Christ. One body, a holy communion. His body united in your body. And that's what enabled Jesus to say, this bread is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. The best bread in the world cannot keep you from facing God in the final judgment. The best bread in the world will not give an answer for all your sins. Nothing can keep us from facing God on judgment day. Everyone will die. Everyone must die and face God. Jesus is the answer. With Jesus, we can live forever. That's our great hope. Matter of fact, that's a background for everything that we do. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. What a, what a blessing. Jesus, the bread of life. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.